Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Vineyard Community Church as we continue on in a series that we're doing called You Have the Words, uh, although we're actually sort of, um, we're, we're doing that series, but this weekend is Biker's Blessing Weekend, and, and so we, we just called it Biker's Blessing, I think, uh, 2015 is where we're at, and uh, I just thought rather than try and come up with multiple messages, I would just do a biker's message and just make everybody listen to it. And uh, it just so happened that it worked right into the series that we were doing. Isn't that cool? How God is like that. And uh, we've been looking at things that Jesus has said and, uh, and, and talking about them. And I've done that for a couple of reasons. I, I, it's very important to look at the things that Jesus says. But also, um, I'm, I'm sort of sharing with you what I think is an, a, an excellent devotional tool for you to have where you um, well, you read scripture and you, you sort of narrow in on a verse or two in a passage and you just think on it for a while. And uh, what I'm showing you is what like a, a week's long thought process would be on the process. I think a week is a good time to meditate on a scripture, although I have some that I, I still think about and I have thought about for years that stay in my brain. Um, you know, people ask me about that one verse like that is, is that, that verse in John 5, do you want to get well? I think about that all the time. Uh, it, it regularly throughout the week I, that, that verse will pop into my mind think about what that means what Jesus was asking what that looks like so you might have some verses that stick with you like that but um, I like to take verses like this and they'll, they'll, in my reading somewhere and rather than just kind of move right through it I'll, I'll okay let me think about that and just kind of dwell on it ask God to help me use my holy imagination to figure out what's going on at least to get some different ways of looking at it and not just assume I know everything and kind of really dig into it and I think we learn a lot doing that way and so this series has been a lot about that sort of looking at something Jesus said talking about it so you can see that thought process and what that looks like and hopefully along the way we learn some things and how we're supposed to be living and what that looks like and uh, so today we're going we're gonna, to, again, look at something that Jesus had to say. Actually going to focus in on I am the way, the truth, and the life and what that means. Uh, and I'm uh, going to share with you about that a little bit. But uh, that's my intro. Transition, there's always a bad joke or a thought or something. I had a couple. And anything's going to be better than last week, I think. But you never know. This was something I, I saw that I thought was pretty good. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a day. Teach a person to use Facebook, and they won't bother you for weeks, months, maybe even years. <laughs> we did a thing while we were at Willow on social media, how they use it. Fascinating statistics. I, I don't have time. Uh, then I never even thought about it. Do you know the... Because the, uh, I thought this was interesting. Facebook, you know the biggest group of users in Facebook, who they are? It's not kids by a long shot. It's women 55 to 65 years of age. That's the number one users of Facebook. The kids have all left Facebook. They're on Instagram. So fascinating thought. Why? They think it's the whole grandma thing is in that sort of range. And they're checking on their grandkids and stuff. So they're the number one users of Facebook. Just a, I don't know why I threw that in there, but I did. Instagram's with the kids. Twitter is... Uh, Males between 25 and 35, number one group for that. Not that everybody doesn't use this stuff, but still. There you go. Anyway, uh, back to another bad thought joke thing. Teenager loses a contact lens while playing basketball in his driveway. He looks around for it, can't find it, goes to his mother and says, Hey, the, the lens is nowhere to be found. The mom sort of looks at him and she goes outside. And in a few minutes, she returns with the contact lens in her hand. She goes, Mom, the, the teenager says to, him, says to her, Mom, how in the world did you find it? 
And she said, well, we weren't looking for the same thing. You were looking for a small piece of plastic. I was looking for $150. (laughs) Perspective, right? I like that. So those weren't really jokes, kind of thoughts. Scripture reading, here we go. Moving back into where we need to go. John 14, verse 1 and following. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So I want to look at that verse and kind of think about that and how it relates to the whole bikers uh, thing this weekend, which I think it does. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Now, when he says that, um, what, what I sort of, my takeaway on that verse, is a lot of things that are going on in that verse, but um, I, I really feel, you know, way, truth, life, that, that he, you know, he's talking about, and we've looked at this, the full and abundant life that we can have in him, and, and that, you know, this life in him um, is, is really, it's an adventure. Uh, it's a journey. And, and we need to approach life like that, um, that, that there's more to this than we often sort of settle into, and um, that it's an amazing life that God calls us to in Christ. It's an amazing life. It's, uh, and it should be one that, that feels like, uh, like an adventure, like a journey. It's a life of purpose. It's a life of mission. Um, and, and uh, you know, the, the deal wasn't ever just to kind of get us saved and then, you know, we just kind of go, okay, well, I'm in and that's all I got to do. It's, it's life that comes from um, being his child and living by trying to do the next right thing and all that that means. And so, um, what I thought I'd do then, because it's Biker's Blessing Weekend, is I would sort of look at life as an adventure and sort of make some um, discussions about my own personal motorcycle experiences and compare life and riding a motorcycle. And, and let me tell you that um, I, I, I did my motorcycle riding when I was younger, um, and uh, I enjoyed it, but um, I haven't ridden a, cy- a motorcycle for some time now. But uh, it, it was fun at, at the point in time that I was uh, riding it, and, and so I want to talk about that. And, and so my first point, you know, I'm thinking life and motorcycle and what all that looks like. My first point is this, is that sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's fun. I'm talking about both life and motorcycle riding. So all these points will apply to both. Um, one of the things, you know, when I'm spending time with the Lord in the mornings, uh, which is part of my normal routine, and I have, uh, you know, prayers that I do and readings that I do and, and things that I do. But I also make sure that at the, at the end of my time, I always take time just to sit quietly before the Lord and listen. And uh, I always think about, you know, um, the whole Elijah thing in the cave and, and, you know, it wasn't in the earthquake and the fire and all this stuff. The Lord spoke to him in a gentle whisper so, I, a whisper, so I try and get quiet and just listen and see if I feel like the Lord's impressing anything on me, which I, I believe he does um, from time to time. It's not, a, it's not an audible thing. It's just something that I feel. Uh, you know, that, that he's impressing me. And, and, and one of the things that often I feel he impresses on me is to remember that day to enjoy the ride. That's exactly how I get it. Don't forget to enjoy the ride. Because I, I don't know about you, but I can get really busy. Um, I can get a little stressed sometimes, or a little anxious. I can get sort of caught up in the events of the day, things that are happening, plans, and all the stuff that needs to go on. And um, I can forget all about, you know, enjoying the ride. And, and if, when I go through days... Uh, or a day like that, uh, you know, then I re- it's kind of a lost day. 
I might have gotten all sorts of stuff accomplished, but I haven't stopped to really think about it and what was going on and, and to see if there's enjoyment to be had in it. I've kind of missed that day. Psalm 118.24 says that this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So we, you know, sometimes life is fun. It should be fun, like riding a motorcycle. Now, my motorcycle adventure started when I was 19. Uh, it was fun. My motorcycle was. It was fun. It was fast, uh, you know, fairly fast. Uh, I, I lived down here. It was good to ride in the Keys. Um, very kind of freeing, you know, riding down the roads with the... You can see the ocean and everything. It's pretty, pretty interesting, fascinating place to ride. Uh, and this would have been, you know, a long time ago now. Not as much traffic as there is now. Uh, so, because uh, I'm 54 now, and I'm 19, so 1979. The Keys were a lot different in 1979 than they are now. 1980, 81. Anyway, uh, I would take my wife... Alice for rides with me on the motorcycle but she was very funny about the motorcycle she was a little frightened of it so uh, we were living up on Duck Key at the time working up there and living in a little tiny place um, so she wouldn't let me leave the island when uh, we were on the motorcycle together and she wouldn't let me go over five miles an hour those are the two rules I could barely keep it moving and and stable and uh, and, and yet, um, you know, uh, it was, uh, she held on, you know, real tight, so it was still fun. It was good. And, and, uh, and life's supposed to be like that. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, I think we forget it. We get so busy, we miss the good stuff. And, and you know, even if you, even if you got to hold on real tight, you should still try and enjoy life. Because it's part of the process. So sometimes it's, it's funny. God created this world for us to enjoy. I think we miss that sometimes. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not, it shouldn't be the absolute pursuit of our life. But we, we have to remember that God did some things that are obviously done for us and for our joy. You know, like um, living out here, colors. God didn't have to create things in color. Uh, that was strictly for us. Uh, it could all be black and white. Really, you know, I mean, it doesn't need to be these vibrant... Uh, you know, you look at the ocean like, and it changes like every day colors. You know, it, it, that's for our benefit so we can stop and enjoy it. Sunsets didn't need to look the way that they did. They, you know, and, the, and hitting the clouds and having the effects that they have, you know, with the water vapors and all the stuff that we see, uh, um, you know, I, I, I believe was sincerely for our enjoyment. It makes you look and stop and go, wow, he didn't have to do any of that. I think about um, taste um, and particularly food. Uh, it didn't have to have taste for us. We would have had to eat something to sustain ourselves. And, and uh, how, how cool is it that God decided to make it taste good too? Uh, uh, you know, I, I, you think about that. He could have just had to subsist on, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, like tofu. And um, no offense, I'll eat some tofu if it's done right. You know, soak it in buffalo wing sauce or something. <laughs> You know, whatever you got to do, a little ranch. You can pretty much eat anything with some ranch or some cheese on it. Whatever you got to do. But you get the idea. God created taste. So many things like that He created for us because He does want us to enjoy life. I think it's a part of the process. Just like the psalmist said, it's a part of it that, that should happen. So we, we have to enjoy the ride where we can. Now, having said that, I also want to say this. B, sometimes it's hard. Life is hard. So sometimes riding a motorcycle. Um, as a young couple, uh, living here in the Keys, like I said, we were on Duck Key. Um, there came a point in time, I used to work nights, and I, I worked in the, in the bar business and stuff. I thought, you know, I, this, I need to change. And so I took a job um, up in Miami, and I decided that the smartest thing for me to be would I be drive up there and work and then drive back every day. 
uh, and um, but I'm you know it's not it's 19. You don't really think things out. Uh, and so we had a car, um, but we also had this motorcycle. Car was going to be expensive driving a couple hundred miles round trip every day, so the motorcycle seemed like the obvious choice. And uh, and then you know and then the reality began to set in as I started getting on that motorcycle, and the weather changed a little bit, and uh, I'd have to leave at about four in the morning on this motorcycle, pitch black. Um, and um, I don't know if you've ever driven on a motorcycle before, but if it's not warm outside, a motorcycle can be one of the coldest places on earth. <laughs> and if you add into that that you're a little tired anyway, because you probably haven't slept, because you've just driven back and forth, and you've worked all day, and you're making a cycle of that, um, you, and it's not good to get sleepy on a motorcycle. Even when you're cold, you think, how can that happen? It can. Um, and uh, I'd be tired. People... Um, uh, I got to be careful. I say it. Sometimes drivers aren't that good at what they do, and uh, that can be an issue as well. And so um, it was very hard. I would tell you, I remember that time as being very, very difficult um, season in my life. It was hard. It was tiring. Uh, it was frustrating. Uh, and and I think life can be like that sometimes too. Situations can get hard. Things might not go the way that I want. You can sort of get cold and tired and feeling like people are actually aiming to hurt you at points like that in life um, you, you just some, some of those times are going on you don't even feel like getting out of bed really um, but you know I, 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 it's a, it's a see, I need to tell you it's a season it's not you know what you were created for particularly eternally um, the psalmist wrote this in Psalm 30 weeping may remain for a night but rejoicing comes in the morning I like that verse so, you know, you might be going through something hard, but you've got to remember it's, it's, it's not always the way it is. I, some, I meet some people sometimes that just sort of have this picture of life as being this real long, hard, nothing good kind of process. And, and uh, that's a lie, and I don't want you to buy into that. So, that's another thing. I think we're there the same. C, um, life and motorcycle riding sometimes can be a little overwhelming. Anybody ever feel a little overwhelmed in life? Uh... When I was riding a motorcycle, sometimes I found some things to be overwhelming. I, again, this would be a motorcycle experience that I never really overcame, particularly the first time that ever happened. Um, you know the metal grates that they used to have in the road near the drawbridges down here? Um, they have these metal grates. And um, I, if your motorcycle's tires aren't quite wide enough or whatever, that's a horrifying experience because the whole thing does this all the way through. I didn't know that first time I ever hit one of those at a high rate of speed. and. Uh, I would have to tell you it was quite overwhelming because I, I had this thought of going down on those metal grates and it wasn't, I, I mean, I don't, didn't want to go down on the concrete either, but that would have been worse. And I remember just that feeling uh, of being completely overwhelmed. Um, another time on my motorcycle, the, uh, the rear tire blew out on me driving down the road. And uh, I'm driving down the road like this and all of a sudden, and I wasn't sure what happened, but all of a sudden I realized I was going down the road like this. That rear end of that bike just kind of, very scary, uh, as you can imagine. Um, uh, but, you know, I survived that. And then um, I had a friend come over one time, a few years after I hadn't ridden a motorcycle for a while because of experiences like that rear tire. Uh, he showed up with his motorcycle and, I, you know, I think I was probably 25, 26 at this point in time. You know, still pretty young and gung-ho. So man, really, I haven't driven on a bike for a while. Can I take your bike for a run? And he said, sure. And so it had been a little while since I'd been on a bike, and his, his bike was a little bigger than mine. And so I, uh, I, I put it down the end of my street and turned off, and uh, at the time I, I got on the Kedar Boulevard, and I thought, oh, let me just see what this can do. And I goosed it. And, and uh, 
I wasn't ready for what happened. I don't know if you've ever ridden a motorcycle or not, but when I goosed it, my, I slipped off the bike. I slid all the way down the seat. There was nothing on the back. I was hanging on by, I don't know how to this day I was hanging on. I just remember going, ah! And I was trying to get it to stop, not fall over. It's my, I'm thinking the bike's going to come out from underneath me. My friend's not going to be happy. What's going to happen to me? It was, a, it was just one of those completely out of control. I was completely out of control with everything that was going on. And I think, I'm looking back, that the things that overwhelm me on a motorcycle, the same things that tend to overwhelm me on life, and it's ultimately always control issues. Uh, I, I often get to start to think I'm in control when the reality is I'm really not in control of much at all. God is in control. And um, there's something about that realization that can be very helpful um, in, in understanding that God's in control and I'm not. Proverbs 69, in his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. So the reality is, you know, I'm really not in control. And that brings me to second point, uh, which is this, to really enjoy it, talking about life and motorcycle riding you need a good example you need a good example now here's the story about me um, when I decided I wanted to ride a motorcycle again I was 19 um, when I was 19 I was pretty confident I knew just about everything in life and uh, I was just one of those young people um, and uh, I had never ridden a motorcycle before but I got this idea that I wanted a motorcycle and by golly I was gonna get a motorcycle so I had some friends drive me from here up to Homestead and uh, I said, just drop me off, I'm going to get a motorcycle. Never thought about anything else, just get a motorcycle. Dropped me off at Southam, there was a motorcycle dealer up there, went in, looked around, uh, bought a motorcycle on the spot and uh, bought a helmet and uh, uh, I had never ridden a motorcycle before. I, I knew how um, I, I, had, I could drive a stick shift, I figured, what's, what's the, if I can do that, what's, what's the difference? I figured I had that, you ever th I thought I could drive anything, you ever? maybe none of you are like this um, and, they, and, and they told me you know it's one down and four up or five up or whatever it was I said okay whatever I don't care uh, <laughs> put the helmet on started it up, and uh, I spent the next I don't know hour almost killing myself in Homestead because I kept stalling the bike and I took it right off the show floor, right out onto the highway, thinking I was going to go home, that this should be nothing, you know. And it's, it's like anything else. Once you figure it out, it's, you, you can do it anywhere. But when you haven't done it, figuring it out is kind of an issue. And, and uh, I can remember being stuck in an intersection and couldn't get the bike started. And, and like everybody in the world was honking at me at that moment, which really doesn't help. Do you know that? <laughs> if you see someone stuck... Uh, honking at them will not help that situation because they don't want to be stuck either normally, right? I mean, you, if they've fallen asleep or something, I get maybe honking, but, but so everybody's honking and I, I'm trying to get the bike going. And uh, Anyway, I finally, uh, I finally did get it started and uh, started running down the road. That's when I encountered my first metal grate. It's just sheer, I look back in it and I think, sheer stupidity um, along the journey. And... Uh, I realized it was this stubborn thing that I had and I have a name for it I figured out over time this name for this activity I wish I could tell you I never did it again or still but I have uh, figured it out to the point where I've named it it's called my way itis my way itis always gets me in trouble um, it causes me to make a lot of bad mistakes it's it has no lasting joy in it whatsoever and I always end up hurting people really badly when I get stuck in my way itis because it's a completely selfish way of living so not only can I hurt myself I can hurt a lot of other people in the process uh, and um, see what I really should have done 
was get advice from somebody who had ridden a motorcycle. You know, I could have told the I could have told the person selling me the bike. I've never ridden a motorcycle before. You know, five minutes of instruction would probably save me um, from all sorts of stuff. But I just thought I could do it without any help. That's when I think. Uh, this, this analogy with life kicks in again because I need an example for what this life looks like too and, and uh, the best example for life is Jesus so, you know God he came fully God fully man and lived among us and he did it to show us what he intended all along you know Jesus was a picture of what God intended humanity to be he lived it he uh, he walked it out before us and it's recorded for us so we can see what he did he's, he's the way, the truth and the life I, the real life is never going to be in my way it's always going to be in his way you know one of the verses we've looked at time and, and time again over the last few weeks the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy Jesus said I've come that they may have life and have it to the full so life is found in him um, and, and we have to remember that and you know he, he walked among us um, I, I, I fully believe he enjoyed life that the time that he had with his disciples there was fun in the process and, and uh, that he experienced the full range of emotion that we experience he obviously went through some very hard stuff he, you know he went through betrayal and rejection um, uh, pain um, uh, you know some, some, some very hard things uh, he was obviously overwhelmed in the garden we see him overwhelmed to the point of sweating blood so he, he experienced all these things in life and yet he knew what his purpose and his mission was and, and he loved us so much that he was willing to go to the cross on our behalf paying for our sin, uh, defeating death and rising up so that, that we can experience life now and forever with him because life is found in him and, and you know saying all that is, is this if you've, if you've never connected to him you need to um, making Jesus and asking Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life is, is where we find life, real life and if you've never done it, I don't encourage you, do it. It's, it's where we find life. He shows us how to live this life. He encourages us to live it well. And, and that it's, it's bigger than us. And it's better than, than when we're living it just for us. And, and um, um, he wants us to enjoy the ride. I get that out of I am the way, the truth, and the life. I really feel that. He, he says, you know, if you, if, when you get this, um, that's where you begin to experience the fullness of life. And, you know, it's not always all hippie rah rah yay the other stuff goes along with it but um, the idea is that we understand that there's purpose to it and meaning behind it and that it's worth living and that's the kind of life that he wants us to live so uh, that's what I wanted to talk about today if you're watching my video or on TV thank you for doing that we appreciate you doing it and uh, we'd love to for you to visit when you get a chance to come and see us what we're gonna do here is we're gonna move into our extended worship time this evening, I hope you'll stay for that. We're going to have a great time tonight, just hanging out in the presence of the Lord. But if you need to go, I get that too. But I do want everybody to be able to stand up and stretch your legs, regardless of what's happening. And we're going to get you standing by taking up our offering. So why don't you uh, please stand with me?